Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? Mm, my stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Are We There Yet? The family podcast for adults, people who need some learnings. That seems to be a recurring theme in our shows. So people don't seem to fully grasp the consequences of their actions. It's very common, especially nowadays. Does it alarm you to think that we may be actually reaching a point where people don't, they really don't understand the ramifications of the everyday decisions they make? Um, I like to think people do. But we know that they don't. Well, I think a lot of young people don't. No, I think a lot of normal people don't. They yeah, still... I don't like thinking about that. It scares me a little bit. Well, it's like down here, there's been a whole spate of people being killed in DUI accidents. And they've been spectacular. Well, like wrong way. Yeah, they're like, the you're, you're going the wrong way on the highway mm-hmm. and you knock a tanker truck full of fuel off onto the road below. And there's twice. giant fires. That was twice in I one know, week. That's what, that's what I'm saying. That is weird. That kind of activity is only caused by people who cannot see, they cannot tell what the consequences of their actions are going to be. I am drinking. If I drive, lots of bad shit will happen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's usually the person that's not at fault that ends up dying. Right, but that's what I mean. It, it alarms me because I think we're getting to the point where people just don't care about the things they do. And they don't give a fuck what the consequences are. They're just like, whatever, I don't care. That's true. So this is episode number 690, Understanding. We're going to try to help bring some knowledge to the world. Don't call us, we're going to call us. They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Thank you, Amazon. You're fantastic. Did you see they started a new thing called like it's like a cloud locker or something? No. You get five gigabytes of storage now through Amazon for freebies. And if you have an Android phone, you can like store music up there and play it on your Android. Intriguing. That's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what to think of it. I'm pretty sure that I, Apple's going to bust something like that with iTunes, but I'm kind of surprised that Amazon beat them to the punch. Unusual. It is. So the other day. After we soothe thing one over the tax issue, like just sell the fuck down. I had to pay her off. I had to pay my own kid off. Ain't right. Thing two starts having a fucking blowout. And I understand why people get frustrated when they're trying to do stuff. I mean, I have done things where it takes me a while to master something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're trying to learn how to do something, play an instrument or learn a skill. And you reach kind of an area where it gets really hard to get any improvement because you're already good. Right. You know what I'm saying? But you're like, well, take it to the next level. It's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Well, thing two has been playing her fucking instrument and getting better. And then she kind of got distracted and started focusing her attention on shit that didn't, wasn't important. And she didn't practice as much. Right. She used to play every day for an hour or two a day. Right. Without fail. Mm-hmm. She was always playing. I can hear it all the time. A lot of wailing of the damned back there. And then she stopped and then she started having some troubles where she wasn't able to do as well in band as she had been able to do before. Right? Right. And so now all of a sudden, the one class that I never really got any bitching about, she's bitching about it constantly. Oh my God, I don't want to take this test. It's going to be so hard. I can't play anything. Oh my God, I'm terrible. Oh no, 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 no. Well, she didn't want to go to school the next day because they were having basically chair challenges right and of course you're gonna have to play 
in front of everybody right. and be criticized on what you're playing. Right. Now, I will freely admit that their band teacher is a giant cock face who takes way too much pleasure in berating the kids when they're not as good as he thinks they ought to be. Mm-hmm. Which, band, there's a reason why historically band has been a class in which you get an A just for showing up. Or attempting to play. Right. Whether you could play it well or not. Correct. Yeah, effort counted. It's because... Not everybody can be good at this. Exactly. And if your band consisted only of people who were good, it would be very, very small. Because high school kids, by and large, are not skilled at anything because they're not very old. Well, there are some that are musically talented. Right. And what I'm saying is those three people would be your band. Right. Okay. And that's not going to work out. That's not so great on the marching team. Correct. So. I explained her, I said, well, you do realize that it's not that your talent has decreased or the material is any more difficult. It's the fact that you are not playing your fucking instrument. You're not practicing. Right. And she that, not like that really set her off the deep end. It did. I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to get mad at me because I point out the fact that you play worse now because you do not practice. I know. Like there's a direct correlation between the two. You right. can fix it. By practicing. Correct. If you don't this, like it, right. you don't like what they say because you're not playing well and they know you can play well. You got nobody to blame but yourself. I'm sorry. Right. And that's what I was trying to point out. I was like, it's not like you suddenly lost your innate ability to play. You're just not practicing. And so you're rusty. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. You just can't. So I didn't let her stay home from school. I made her go and face the music, literally. Because yeah, what kind of. Because she needed to. Right. Because what kind of a shitty parent would you be if you said, no, skip it? Yeah. So she went, she didn't do great, but she didn't do as poorly as she was afraid she was going to. So they didn't totally ream her. Well, now she's suddenly practicing again. And guess what? She can play all of it now. I'm so much better. Two days of fucking practicing. Yes, lazy ass. Mm -hmm. And and this is the thing I was talking about. More and more, and it's not just our kids. It's a lot of kids have a really difficult time understanding cause and effect. If you want a certain result, you have to do something to achieve that result. I got, I got into a huge fight with somebody in one of my writing critique groups because I pointed out the fact that they were essentially writing the same fucking story constantly, right? And I said, you write the same fucking story every week, and somebody says every week, this is shit. Stop. I go, I don't understand. Then go read some fucking books on writing so you have some idea that there's more than one goddamn story. You know what I mean? There's a lot of people like that. They don't understand that if you want to get good at something, you have to work at it. It's true. It's like all the people now. We have all, there's, everybody wants fucking, everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to have money shooting out of their ass. Now, to get there, you have to work at it. Now, the problem I have, of course, is that even when you do work at it anymore, sometimes you still get fucked in the ass. But you're definitely not going to get anywhere by not doing anything. And there was a story I was reading the other day where, in a city not too far from here, the graduation rate is 34% amongst males. Oh, that's terrible. Amongst males, 34%. And they're like, well, we just don't know what to do here's a tip get involved in your kid's fucking life for two minutes a day and make them go to goddamn school high school is not difficult i fucked off literally every day in high school the last couple years i was in high school i don't even know that i was sober every day when i went to high school and guess what i graduated i'm not a genius i didn't graduate at the top of my class but i managed to graduate while putting in minimal fucking effort there's college chicks so what is that saying me. for your the quality of your education not much do you want 
okay, what I'm saying is, I managed to, without even trying, get out ahead of 66 or 50, yeah, 66% of the people in the school who have an opportunity to get a much better education than I ever had any opportunity to get. Our school had three goddamn computers. Our electives were dirt farming and rock eating. We didn't have anything good. Saying, try a little bit. So I'm glad the thing too is back on the fucking right track because I was getting very distressed by her just fuck it all attitude. Yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. <laughs> as soon as she moves on to the next thing, they'll start all over again. That's true. As a public service statement, that Cole would like me to point out that while I had made the comment before that all clarinet players were disgusting human beings, she insists they are not. And I will say, all clarinet players who do not listen to this show are revolting. And I will Very put nice. I will put as my exhibit A, Kenny G. What whatever. If I had to if I had to point at one thing that is was the de- beginning of the end of modern music, it's Kenny G. I don't know. Kenny G is one step above Zamfir, master of the fucking panpipe. You know what? He probably motivated more high school students to pursue music than just about anybody because he played an unusual instrument. He made it more accessible to a bigger audience. I'm just saying, don't knock the candy just because you don't. (laughs) Jealous of his luxurious life. (laughs) I'm not going to. His partial luxurious life. I think he's got like. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna comment on the fact that you somehow think that high school students saw Kenny G and said that that's what I think some did some that were musically inclined you know those people were yeah the guy that I hung out with greasy disgusting clarinet players Mm, whatever and he went on to be a big Kenny G sound alike right well he was very good he could have have. if he'd focused a bit did he he did not now I would say that probably guitar players have inspired more teenagers to do good than Kenny G, who I think is the direct cause of the rise in teen suicide. We're talking about band instruments. (laughs) Kenny G, John Tesh, and Michael Bolton. John Tesh. Yeah, they're the Antichrist, the anti-God. Chuck Mangione, don't forget him. I don't even know who you're talking about. Oh my God. I don't think... You don't know who Chuck Mangione is? You don't watch King of the Hill at all. No, I don't. But he has to be better. You would than, know he has to be better than Kenny G, John Tesh, and Michael. I'll Bolton, play. Right? I'll look up a song for you. It can't be after the show, and then you'll go. Oh yeah, I remember that guy. The Trinity of awful music is those three, though. They, they can't be topped. Ready to do the news? Mm-hmm. Excited about it? Okay, sure. The vegan parents of a breastfed 11-month-old baby who died from vitamin deficiency are on trial for neglect in northern France. Sir Jean and Joel, whatever, face up to <laughs> 30 years. I like years. how you just go, you know what, fuck this. I'm fuck not your French. Names. I don't know how to pronounce that fuck crap. Fuck your names. Okay. They face up to 30 years for neglect or food deprivation followed by death, say authorities. The ambulance worker called the police because the child was pale and thin, wearing tw- or weighing 12.5 pounds compared to an average 8 kilos per age baby had only been fed on the milk of her mother who was age 37 at the time what difference does that make an autopsy showed that louise was <laughs> suffering from vitamin a and b12 deficiency which, which experts say increases a child's sensitivity to infection and can be due to an unbalanced diet 
Now, there's some things about the story that I, I did not pick the story because I want to slam on breastfeeding or vegans. But both of these things have at one time or another been important in our family. And I think it's important for people to realize that, again, this is a case of people not paying attention to the consequences of their actions. Right. When thing two was on her big vegan kick, Mm -hmm. she started to become, she started to have a nutritional imbalance. I won't say she was malnourished, but she started to have symptoms that were a direct result of not eating enough of the right food. Right. Not enough protein and none of other stuff because she just, she wouldn't listen to me is what it boils down to. Because how many times do we tell her you have to eat fucking protein? Right. It doesn't matter where you get it. It doesn't have to be meat, but you need to be eating nuts, something. Mm-hmm. And she's been much improved since she went back to eating meat. Yeah. Right. The problem is not with being a vegan. The problem is that being vegan is very work intensive. And while an adult can get along with not having all the vitamins they absolutely have to have and feeling a little bit crappy because they're sticking to a lifestyle that's just ridiculous. If you're feeding a baby and your milk looks like water, that's the problem. Well, she may not be expressing it. If she's actually breastfeeding, you're not really going to see what that milk looked like. You, If you breastfeed a baby, you will at some point see what the milk looks like. Yeah, but, I mean, you're not scrutinizing it. And if you think you're doing what's best, then it's hard to say. But... Uh, by the same token, if your child's not thriving, if they're not gaining weight at a steady rate, then you know there's an issue. Yeah, you're like, well, maybe my baby's just a primeval dwarf or something. I don't know. I don't know. It's really sad. I mean, at almost a year it, and it only is weighing sad. twelve pounds. It it's extremely sad. And, and like I said, I'm not, I'm not in this. I'm not trying to bag on anybody in the story, other than the fact that somebody should have noticed this kid was not gaining weight properly, which means they weren't taking it to a doctor. For regular checkups, right? Right. Because your doctor at six months would have gone, no. No. I would hope. This is not right. You're doing something wrong. But the problem, too, with stuff like this is, like, people that go to the with the vegan lifestyle or people that do the, I'm only going to eat 500 calories a day diet or whatever, when you take shit to extremes like that, they lose the ability to think about it rationally. And when somebody says, you got to get some fucking meat or some shit into your body so that your kid doesn't die. They see that as an attack on their lifestyle, not as advice to keep their kid from dying. That's true. And you know what? Uh, there are some people that are on like the extreme low caloric intake diet. Maybe these parents were super duper thin also. So it's their possible. view of what a normal baby should look like may have been skewed. Yeah, but come on. You know, this kid I wasn't know. developing properly, right? I mean, by 11 There's months no old, way. they should be crawling and get ready to stand up and start doing some shit. But if you only weigh 12 pounds, I guarantee you wouldn't doing shit but laying there in the fucking crib going, it's my, I, don't, I don't like that story. Somebody give me some bacon. It's unfortunate, but like I said, this is another case of people not paying attention to things that are necessary. And this shit didn't used to be hard. They probably would have been appalled by thing one when they saw her because she was like roly-poly Buddha baby when she was an infant. Thing one wasn't roly-poly. Thing one was just enormous. Yeah, she was like ridiculously fat. I was nervous. Wiggly. I was very nervous. I was like, this kid is huge. At the time, neither one of us were any, we were twigs. I know. I just looked at the kid and I was like, I can't even pick this kid up. She's too big. You're bigger than me. She turned out fine. I thought that maybe you'd been on the steroids or something. Right. You'd eaten food of the gods. We're going to have a giant baby. Next story. Last fall, 27-year-old Ohad Ben Yaakov was injured in an accident at his part-time job, and he died after two weeks in a coma. Ben Yaakov wasn't married, nor was he in a relationship. 
no woman was pregnant with his child. Nevertheless, his devastated parents believe it's not too late for them to become the grandparents of his offspring. And because they live in Israel, the world capital of in vitro fertilization, and a country that regularly pushes the envelope on reproductive technologies, they might get their wish. When Molly and Duty Ben Yaakov learned that their son was brain dead, they had his sperm extracted. Now they're awaiting the decision of Israel's attorney general on whether they'll be permitted to find a woman to bear their grandchild. If we were entitled to donate the organs of our son, why are we not entitled to make use of his sperm in order to bring offspring into the world? No. That's the answer. No. And I am really surprised that in Israel it's even a question. That somebody just doesn't go, this is just weird. No. We're traditional Jewish people and we don't like things that are just weird. So we're going to say, no. Who? Could you really see... If one of our kids, something happened, God forbid, something happened, and they were in a coma, would you really go to the doctor and say, hey, how about you pluck some of those eggs out of there so I can do something with them later? No, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe it was their only child, and so I can see where that might be kind of enticing. But you don't. You don't think that there's a jump from, I'm very sorry, my kid is dead, too. Wouldn't it be cool if now that my kid's dead, I make another I fucking kid out of my kid's sperms? But you never know how people are going to handle the grieving process. And sometimes people don't get to the end of the grieving process. Instead, they'll cling to some sort of hope. Okay, right. But don't you think it's a good idea then for other people to step in and go, whoa, let's tell them the I'm craze. sure people let's... probably have, but if they have set their mind to it, there's probably not a whole lot to keep them from pursuing it until they get a final say of no. But don't you think Israel should have said, you cannot harvest the sperms? They already harvested the sperm. When the kid was already in a, in a when the kid mm-hmm. was in a coma, don't you think when they said, can we get a couple sperms for souvenirs? Don't you think the government should have said, that is creepy, no. I don't know. I mean, they've done it here. Yes. When somebody's wife said, I would like to get some of my husband's sperms to make no, a baby. I think I remember a mom doing it also. It ain't right. It ain't right. It is a little hard to wrap your head around it. But like I said, I can kind of see where at least if they don't have the child, they will have a part of the child. Not keeping the jar of sperm in their pocket. But I'm just saying. I find this, all, I mean, I think this is disturbing. And I think it's disturbing in the same way that, you know, sometimes, and this is very sad, but sometimes when people have a baby and the baby dies, right? Mm-hmm. And then they immediately get back to the fucking and making another baby. Yeah. I find both of those things to be, I think they short circuit a natural process that you need to go through. And I think they will eventually make you crazy. Because you you have not allowed yourself to get through it. And these are old people and they will project shit onto this kid like you're you're supposed well, to be that your dad. I think is probably true. And you're not acting like your dad, and now I'm gonna make mm-hmm. you dig holes all day. Yeah, and that's gonna mess with them. <laughs> I mean yeah. it's not it's there's just reasons why this shit you I, I just don't think you should do it. I just don't. I don't think it's a healthy choice either. I think they need to find something else. And he wasn't a kid. He was in his 20s. That's You don't get to go jerking your kid's sperms when he's in his 20s. That's rude. That's rude. And it is not the same as donating organs. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you don't agree with him that it's the same principle as donating organs, do you? I don't. Okay, good, because that's just fucking crazy. It's not. You're, you're, on one hand, 
You're talking about saving somebody's life. And on the other hand, you're talking about some weird Franken baby you're trying to brew up and you don't even have a mom for it yet. Yeah. Uh, you know, at least I'm thankful that the mom didn't want to carry the baby. Okay. Because that would have been a, even more freaky. Well, it would have been, are you saying, where would they have got the egg? Just buy an egg off a donor somewhere? Why not? Yeah, no, no, no. This needs to be, a stop needs to be put to this. This is another case of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Mm-hmm. All right, right for my last story? I guess. It better not be creepy. Uh, you picked it. Men are more likely to ignore directions given by their satellite navigation systems than women, the survey has found, confirming the old stereotype that men hate asking for directions. While 83% of male drivers regularly rebel against their satellite navigation, less than three-quarters of women disobey the devices, which UK drivers branded as untrustworthy and inaccurate in the study by insurance retailer Swinton. The satellite navigation should aid your own navigational abilities rather than replace them, said Steve Chelton, insurance development manager at Swinton, which found drivers were often right to mistrust the global positioning systems. This is true, but I will Mm -hmm. say this. I have found it since we've got a GPS, and it's been a couple of years since we got the GPS, Mm -hmm. that since we got it, I have been more willing to go places that before I wouldn't have even bothered because it was just going to be a bother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, okay, I'll I'll go here where before I've been like, fuck, I don't want to mess with this because Dallas is a nightmare to navigate in. The whole DFW area is just a fucking nightmare to find your way around because in their infinite wisdom, Dallas does things like name two completely different fucking highways the same name or give a highway two different names. That kind of shit makes it difficult to find your way around. That's true. There's also the problem that Dallas did not grow under any kind of plan. So you had what were once a bunch of little isolated communities now connected by the most crazy fucked up network of giant roads ever in the history of humanity. My favorite is the exits that aren't marked until you get there. Yeah. Yeah. There's an exit coming. What's there? I'll tell you when you get there. Right. Don't get too excited. When we first moved here and I saw the super interchange in downtown Dallas, I, I literally almost changed my mind about moving here when I saw it. I was like, I'll never be able to get anywhere. I'll get stuck on this goddamn thing and never be able to get off. So once we got a GPS, I, we were able to broaden our horizons and go to more out-of-the-way places that we wouldn't normally have been Now, to, to be before. fair, there have been times where it says your destination's on the right. And you go, yes. huh? There, That's not my destination. I an empty ca- field, right. a construction co- site, no. In the past couple of years, though, I can count the times on number of times on one hand where the GPS was just wrong. You know what I'm saying? There hasn't been more than four or five times where the GPS just lied. Now, there have been times when the GPS took me on a way, and I was like, really? This is the way you want me to go? Yeah, and you go, yeah, no. Because this is going to take me way the fuck out of my way. I know kind of where I'm going, and how about I get kind of where I'm going, and then I'll turn you back on. Well, I do like how in the beginning you had the setting set to where she would say, recalculating route. Oh, that was some annoying shit. And now it's like, shut off. Yeah, I turned that Because you don't want to hear that. No, because <laughs> the problem was, the problem was the GPS insisted one way out of our neighborhood was the right way to go. And it was incredibly torturous to get out of our neighborhood that way. So I would never go that way. So I would always turn away from the GPS's initial directions and it'd be like, you're going the wrong way. Why aren't you listening to me? I'm going to recalculate this route a million times. So I understand why a lot of times people are just like, fuck it. I don't believe you. 
And I've gotten more to the point now where I won't turn the GPS on until I'm closer. You know what I mean? Like, I know kind of where I'm going. I'm going to head up this way, and then I'll turn on the GPS. Because it is very annoying. Like, I wish the GPS would go, you're within two miles of the house. I'm just going to turn off now. You know, because the directions to turn into your own driveway are patronizing and fucking annoying. Well, what used to be kind of helpful is when they would give you traffic alerts. But those became unreliable really fast. Yeah. Yeah. When I had I had traffic alerts on the first GPS I had, and it, it basically just lied to me 24 hours a day. Traffic congestion coming up. I'd be like, where? And then when there wasn't when it wasn't giving me warnings, all of a sudden I'd be in a fucking traffic jam. Mm-hmm. That was annoying. Yeah. But to your credit, I haven't seen you drive off any piers. No, I want or mountainsides <laughs> no. or anything like that. No, I don't follow my GPS to death. That's never going to happen. Though I am a little bit annoyed that the motorcycle GPS gives me a lot of bullshit when it's moving. Like if I, if I'm riding the, if I'm following the motorcycle GPS and I get to a stop sign and I decide that I want to, while I'm sitting at the stop sign, change where I'm going, it puts up a warning sign that says you cannot make any changes to this while the vehicle is on. You need to pull over, park and take it off. And while that's a safety thing that I understand, it's super fucking annoying. I think they need navigational systems for like putting together prefab furniture. Like you got a piece in your hand and you're getting closer. Like, oh, not there. No, 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 not not that piece. Now you laugh, but I bet you, with all the changes that people are doing with the Connect, you know, what I'm talking about. Are you all right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Smacking the microphone. I know. That you at some point will be able to point your Connect at your pile of pieces. Mm-hmm. That would be awesome. It will identify them. I would like that. And on the screen, it will say, find a piece that looks like this and hold it up to the camera. (laughs) If it's right, I'll show you where to put it. That would be great. I know. I'm saying. And if they could look and glance and go, you have five too many pieces. (laughs) So then when you get done at the end, you know, it's not just you. Right. You you take them all out and it takes a picture and it goes, okay, well, it looks like you're missing this piece. Let me get one out for you. But I am concerned that some of these things are making us a race of weaklings. The humans you can't think ge- for yourself. You can't yes. make calculated decisions. The humans in general are becoming pathetic. Like, if you go back, like, our ancestors would look at us and go, you fucking babies. I got from Great Britain to the United States using the fucking stars and a sextant. You piece of shit pussy. That's true. That's true. I think it's a good I idea am. for people to know how to use that stuff. Maybe we should learn. To use a sextant? Yeah. Oh, fuck that. I have a GPS. I saw and I survived. We're a chick who did not know how to navigate, except she did know how to use that. Seriously? It was just one, yes. It ha. was one of the things that she just thought was interesting. So she took the time to learn it and she had to use it to get herself to safety. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to say that that proves? The, the people who learn arcane skills like that mm-hmm. are karmically setting themselves up to get fucked. Whatever. So they'll be put in a position where they have to use it. So oh, they, there should be no Boy they, Scouts. They subconsciously always maneuver be prepared. The, always nah, be prepared. Eh, whatever. You know what? Let me tell you this. I've known quite a few Boy Scouts in my life, and I was more prepared than they were. At all times, I was more prepared than they were. Then you had to sew a patch on. Yeah. No, your mom did that. You know, your mom, so. Don't you have to get a sewing badge? No. Isn't that one of them? It's the Boy Scouts, not the Boy Scouts. I know, Scouts. but I think they still had to do there's that, right? A, there's not a sewing badge. Whatever. There's not a sewing badge. I gotta look it up. Okay, somebody out there who's there's, been in there's the not Scouts a little pussy bitch badge. 
But I, I do think that people that were Boy Scouts, especially people that got higher up in the Boy Scouts, had a false sense of their own abilities. Like, there was a guy I went to high school with that got way through the Boy Scouts, right? He was, like, getting his arrow of light and heading up to be on a fucking Eagle Scout and a bunch of other shit, right? Mm-hmm. And we would go camping, and he would always be like, let me start the fire. I was like, no, because I don't want to be here fucking tomorrow watching you twiddle around. I brought a can of uh, off and a lighter. Let me start the fire. <laughs> Two seconds later, there's fire. You know what I mean? I think you should know how to build a fire. Do you know how to build a fire? I don't. I said I think you. I would take one of my contacts out and use it to focus the rays of the sun to build the fire. One of my contacts. Oh, right. I don't think that'll work. It's too tiny. Also, I always carry around a flamethrower, so I know. Oh, there, that'll work. All right. You got anything else? Mm-mm. Nope. Thank God. I think it's funny too that the other reason that ladies always believe their satellite navigation is because they don't know any better. Shut. Because they don't up. know how to. Know. Really, you want to get to a fight about whether or not you can navigate? Because you can't. Cannot. Remember, many a day tooling up and down. Hey, Mister Insulting. Up and down I five. Yeah, what Seattle, else you want to bring up? Asking you which way to go, and you'd be like, "This map is confusing." I don't know, but I do know if you don't find out whatever's beeping in the bedroom before I go to bed tonight, I'm sleeping on the couch. You can't sleep on the couch because there's I something making noise in there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I is. don't I think we're being spied on. I think it's a spice I don't like it. Home and in on us, a little bugging device. Maybe I forgot to change the uh tape in my surveillance camera. That's telling me. Seriously, find it. It's not my responsibility. I slept right oh my there. God, it's never <laughs> gonna I'm never gonna be able <laughs> to go it's sleep. not a problem for me. All right, if there are calls, we're gonna call us. Now you can call or Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. rwtyshow at gmail.com. Thanks, Amazon, for being my sponsor. You're fantastic. Don't forget, you can juice us at blueberry.com over to podcast.com. Leave us a review at iTunes. You know what to do. You know. All right, Kim. Not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at TalkShoe.com? And I'm Thing 2. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing 3, signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet. Vote for us at podcastalley.com. <laughs>